0: podcast. It's very good to have you. You know me Kerry, of course. We've had good chitter chatters in the past and uh, I'd just like Kirstine to introduce yourself. Hi Rachel, I'm Kirsty. I'm
1: Kerry's friend. We've been working together for about seven years now in different guises. So it's very nice to speak to you tonight.
2: Thank you and you.
0: Rich, do you want to tell us a little bit more about you? Because this this whole Picking Podcast really is about you kind of bringing a bit of a topic and you, well, I guess, telling us a little bit more about you and who you are and what interests you and, I mean, you can go off topic if you want.
2: <laughs> off topic, yeah, I tend to do that quite a lot.
0: <laughs>
2: well, i 54 years old. Um, I live in the little East Riding Village. Um I am diagnosed with primary progressive multiple sclerosis. Uh, I have my hobbies are kind of around, um, well following rugby league, which obviously is not happening at the moment other than through the television. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of meeting different people. Um, But these things are sort of changing on the daily at the moment, it seems. In the way that we're meeting people,
0: it is. Are you doing things like Zooms and whatnot, um, Rachel? Then are you doing Zooms and, and things? Because I find Zooms so incredibly hard.
2: Well, I've, I had to drop out of one this morning. Actually, I am on quite. I am in quite a few because the um, when we first went into lockdown, the yeah. MS Society set up um, time to chat through Zoom, right, um, which was like every day. Um, including weekends when it first started oh my goodness but it was good because it sort yeah. of got us in touch with people who kind of knew knew about us and we I mean I'm you know made, made friends from like Scotland right down to the other end of the country wow. um, through it we, and we've kept it going I've sort of kept it going myself mm-hmm. and we, we, we meet about three times a week um, but yeah, this, I had to come off one this morning cause I was just, so three people started talking at once and I was like, Oh, I'm off. Do <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know the, the the people that I love are the people who have got clever with the whole zoom thing, you know, where they just put a photo up of themselves, but actually go and do their shopping and just leave a photo up of themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, or a little video of themselves just nodding in occasions, but actually they're off doing something like a bit more interesting. <laughs> those are the people who
2: have cracked them I think. they are definitely but then yeah. when somebody then when somebody speaks to it, I mean I'm not I don't react quick enough nowadays so if somebody yeah. if somebody did sort of suddenly start saying something to me I'd be like oh just a minute let me put this down let me just put that over there let me <laughs> <laughs> so oh. you'd get the whole the whole <laughs> shenanigans that was going on around it at the time Oh well, the th- the
0: thing is, I mean, I I said that I really wanted you to come onto this podcast because I told Kirsty a little bit about just like how you've inspired me and uh, the work that you do. You really do go out there and kind of champion. I guess really. You, you champion the kind of needs of others and you know you by sharing your own kind of life experience what you do is you kind of envelope that in a nice way because you'll go okay so here's some of the bad bits but equally you know here's what I've learned here's where I've been challenged and and here's where I'm going to push to make the difference you know just talk a little bit about that talk about your rugby as well because You've also linked into rugby to kind of push out the accessibility message
2: as well, haven't you? I I managed to link into, it took me a year, but I managed to link into the RFL um, just at the back end of last year. Wow, Um, that's amazing, Rachel. uh, Yeah, I got invited onto their equality and disability Mm -hmm. meeting. Wow. Um, And I don't think they really quite appreciated how bad it was at rugby grounds in particular. Because I kind of had a year out of it when I first got diagnosed because I was like, Know, I couldn't wait one that I was sort of still working at the time, so I was of the opinion that I shouldn't be going out because I was on sick and I was still getting paid by an employer, yeah. So I kind of dropped out of it, and then when I'd left work, it was like, you know, I need to go back to this, so I had to start then looking at how difficult it was going to be for me to do it. I was starting to look at it from an angle I'd never looked at it before, um, Mm. because I quite quickly started to struggle with my mobility and um and i obviously i put it out there for to improve the experience for me and but also to improve it for others as well and this is what i put to the rfl and they kind of gave me a 10 point challenge to say right if you give us these sort of 10 quick wins which Mm. don't ask me what they are now because i can't remember (laughs) i
0: remember they were good because
2: i remember me and you me and you work's on it, Kerry. So, we, did, cool. we,
0: we, we met up in a coffee shop, didn't we, we had a bit of a chat about what mm. you going to put, but what I liked was you didn't go too strategic, you actually just went from the angle of, okay, so this is my experience of coming onto your grounds, and you might need to think about, for example, I don't know, you know, your gravel pathways and stuff like that there, an absolute nuisance when, you know, you're having to use any kind of mobility aid, scooters, you know, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely,
1: and can I ask Rachel, can I ask a, a question?
2: absolutely are
1: you were no faithful or you were dobbin.
2: oh i'm i'm black and white cut me in good half lass. and i'm black and white good, lass. good laughs good
0: laugh same here Same here. now i can tell you a few stories like kirsten's really tried to introduce me to rugby <laughs> and everybody assumes because i'm from ireland but obviously i've followed rugby uh, i have no clue i mean you had to teach me one day didn't you about what's a try yeah and
1: yeah so how much for a try and we kind of did a bit of role play rachel about scoring a try and then a conversion.
0: Yeah. And then and then she said to me, I think it'd be a really good idea if we go and do the, the, the tour. Yeah. So who, who was at that tour then? I can't remember now. I can't remember any of those names. But you had us walking around. We were in the, we, we took some young people, didn't we? We did. So we did a
1: tour of KC and there was playing St. Helens. And unfortunately we didn't win, but we, we toured the dressing rooms and things, you know, and the where they have the Sky meetings and the Sky, you know, the the presenters sit where the presenters sit and stuff, and then then we met the players after
2: the match in the players' lounge. That's that's really int- intri- interesting. Actually, the fact that you men- mentioned where the presenters sit because there is that that's actually not accessible. That is one part of the stadium that's not accessible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah,
1: right. Yeah. And and that's I, crazy, isn't it?
2: And well, you won't think that, would you?
1: But it's the same at Craven Park.
2: Because oh yeah.
1: I've, been, I've been around Craven Park. <laughs> she hasn't even, like.
0: She's been told to go to Craven yeah. Park as part of her job, but she's you know a little bit deposed. But
1: <laughs> and even though, you know they are moving forward. I've got to say, you know where the Sky presenters go, you have to climb a ladder. Mm-hmm.
2: Almost.
1: Really? Yes.
2: Yes, you do. Yeah. Are
1: yeah. you in this little porter cabin? in
0: their west stand,
1: and but you have to almost climb a ladder.
0: Well, I'll tell you what we did access that tour, and you can't tell anybody, Rachel, but, I mean, it's going out in a podcast, so everybody will find out. We we, we actually got into the bath. We did, yeah. I have a photograph in the players' bath, Rachel. We're a bit, a bit naughty. We had a bit of a giggle, a bit of a girly giggle, and, and I said to Kirsty, I'm going to get in this bath. She said, Kerry, you can't do that. I went, I can. Watch me.
1: <laughs> we <in> <laughs> so we had a bit of a giggle, really. But um... Well, you know, it's where Scotty T goes for his bath and it's where Snead goes for his bath Rachel so I had to get in there you
2: know. <laughs>
0: <saying>? <laughs> and then she had she had me running down the players tunnel and then again we were watching this rugby but then I was I was asking too many questions and she just glared at me like you can come to rugby with me but just don't ask me questions when they're playing Kerry <laughs> ask me questions after but not when they're playing.
1: There was a whole <laughs> host of us, Rachel, trying to explain to her. Yeah. So there was me and somebody else um, and a whole host of learners who was trying to explain to her the rules of the game. I know. Um, but yeah. So can I ask you then, Rachel, are you part of the PDRL and the LDRL?
2: Um, No, I'm not.
0: You, wow. you should link in. Who hey, is it? Who's, what, do you, what do you call your guy? I want to call him Rob. That's wrong. Adam um, is it Adam? The, One of the, uh, the last leg. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's Adam
1: and it's Alex Um Alex Brooker. I love him. They play for uh, Warrington and Leeds. Yes, PDRL. and they started it and they made it really, really big. So and our our teams were a bit slow to catch on, I suppose, but they're there. They're eventually there. And and they are growing great guns and we have got some really, really good teams. And they're doing some really good so advertisement, Do you know, about their abilities and, and the the teams they're playing and they're really being recognised with the the first teams as well. Wow. So which is really good. It's really mm-hmm. good.
2: It is fantastic. And I did watch the um, Adam Hills documentary last year. That mm-hmm. I remembered his name now, look. Uh, yeah yeah, I did watch that last year and I was actually in the meeting with somebody from that side as well so I did sort of get a little bit of insight into it but I'm not Sort of part, and of course, the cost all the RFL stuff sort of sort of fallen through with with COVID and what have yeah. you. Yeah, I
0: know, but you can definitely pick that back up again, Rich. Because I think oh, really definitely.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still sort of chatting to some of them all, uh, through via yes. LinkedIn and what have you. So yeah. So what
1: have we been doing with the RFL then, Rachel? It didn't really.
2: Take <laughs> um, at the last thing I did was sort of send them my ten pointers for. Sort of quick wins, and then of course, the next minute we're going into lockdown. Yeah, (laughs) Nothing, nothing, nothing happened really.
0: Yeah, it is picking that back up with them because I think they approached you, Rachel. What they liked about you, you had a bit of a no nonsense approach. Do you know what I mean? And a real, because uh, many, many people, and I think we had this discussion before, many, many people will go to places like that and they'll go, Oh, you need to do this, and you need to do that, and, and actually can become quite aggressive. And nobody wants to listen to an aggressive person, do they? They, they actually just want to listen to someone who can, what would you say? Get angry enough, but remember to kind of keep it real. Keep it real. It's having that passion, though, isn't
1: it? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's having that passion, but keeping it real. So it's not the anger; it's the passion that comes out. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. And that did that. You know, that was something that came back to me from my first meeting with them. That
0: yeah, that
2: was why they were sort of quite impressed with me because of the fact that I went I went in there with ideas. I didn't just go in there and say right, you need to do this and this don't work and that don't work and I've had this bad experience here and this should have happened and all the rest of it. So solutions? You've got to go in with solutions because there's no... Yeah. And that's what, what
1: would have hooked them, Rachel, isn't it? That you went yeah. in not just bleating, mm. um, but you had these solutions, you had these ideas as well to put forward.
0: Ian, what's impressive about you, respect to you, you know, you find yourself in this scenario where actually you're having to look at the world differently because the world is presenting differently to you now. And I listened to your recent podcast and the, the bits and bobs that you're kind of pushing out on social media and sharing that kind of story with a little bit of vulnerability, a lot of strength yes a lot of strength and i know you've got a wicked sense of humor <laughs> so <laughs> i i i think you know in this podcast that that's one of the things because you you do i mean you crack me up sometimes on your social media you know because you'll just go oh, okay you know i've had a bad morning or i've done this or i've done that and let's hope that goes well your wee dog he features a fair a fair day doesn't he does me as well in your life and i'm sure he's not just <laughs> your dog he's your companion
2: well yeah definitely no one thinks so That he spends most of his time to sleep off farting
0: but for you have you always had a love of dogs um Rachel have you I've always always been around
2: animals from being a uh, yeah from being a child that you know my first remembrance is uh, Jack Russell that we had when I was about three or four so yeah we've always had animals always been around animals
0: the reason I've asked a little bit about this because I know my daughter you know she's type 1 diabetic and we always find we had animals in the house whether that be the cat or the dog but they were so sensitive sometimes to you know her needs like they they picked up perhaps if she was having a hypo like the cat literally used to paw in her face that used to wake her up or the dog the dog used to whimper at her door because i think i think animals are so clever so do you get that kind of closeness with your dog
2: you know oh yeah definitely you know he knows he knows he picks up on he he definitely picks up on things
0: Mm.
2: Um, Mm. and and... i have had quite well in my book i suppose quite off few days and he's never really left me side so that's lovely though
0: isn't it that is lovely that is lovely (laughs) next question then i have to ask right what kind of a rugby fan are you? I want to, because right, there's different types, and not there? Do you know what? There's them that go and just watch. Yeah.
1: And I've got to say, Rachel, I don't know about you, but it brings out what I call the Tourette's. I have rugby Tourette's.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: And I'm not really one that F's and Jeff's constantly all the time. But for that, you know, for those 240 minutes. <laughs> I, F, and Jeff, and like I- a good one, and it depends on the ref. <laughs> mm. as it does. Yeah. You know, and it depends how we're performing on that day or night. But yeah, I have rugby Tourette's. How about you, Rachel?
2: Well, the one thing that I'll say about uh, sort of asking the question, what sort of a rugby fan am I? I'm not a fan. I'm a supporter. Um, no, that's true. which three? Hey, I
0: well. I see, so you're happy. teaching me something. <laughs> mm.
2: Um, you know, a fan will be the one that goes on all the, to me anyway, be the one that goes on all the rugby forums after we've lost or and yeah. calls this everything is- pig to a dog. And as a supporter, you will maybe have a, you may have a grumble, but you'll get back up again and still go the following week. And and you were, I mean, one of the things I, and I've, I've said, I've said it, I have followed LFC since I was 13 years old. I'm now 54. And I've said it from the very first moment that I ever I ever went to the boulevard. You will never, you won't hear me call a player. When that player, a player or a coach, that player is playing for that, for my team, you will not hear me call them. See, and, I, and that's why I,
1: she's going leadership. That's true.
2: That's true. <laughs> to it, by the rule of law, that I will not, you won't hear me call a player. Yeah. Or a coach. That coach is coaching for us at the time. No matter how bad he is, or how bad I think he is, I will not jump on the bandwagon with everybody else. Yeah, yeah.
0: A quiet reserve and inner reflection. Same for us. See for us, our
1: anthem is all safely in any kind of weather, and it is in any kind of weather, which means win,
0: lose, or draw. You're right. Absolutely. That, any yeah. kind
1: of weather. And you support them to the hill
0: Yeah, I love the fact What you've just said there Rachel It's it's completely turned things on its head for me Like I say rugby fan And you went I'm not a fan I'm a supporter And you know just that that statement in itself Is powerful isn't it Yeah yeah, absolutely Well actually it's got me thinking Sorry (laughs) No no I'm thinking am I a Robbie Williams fan Or am I a supporter Because I mean he's been an agent some of the, so, you know, so, some of the things he's come out with over the years, like, oh, I can't, no, I'm probably more of a supporter. <laughs> when you are a supporter, whether that be of a, a rugby team or a a team that you work with or you're in a, in a boardroom with people, if, if you're a supporter of, of the cause, of the, the overarching, it's a belief. Yeah, you it's like belief, good in, values. The, those
1: colours and that team runs through your veins no matter what. Mm. So, I don't know if you'd agree with that, Rachel.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: So, you, yeah. you buy into them, you know, blood, sweat and tears, you buy into that team. Yeah.
0: You had me going to a dinner one night. I, oh, I did. A, she had me go, what, what dinner? Did Danny, you... Danny Houghton's at the, at the Hilton a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. And there's me just going, where are we going? All oh, right, OK, then. And off a truck. But actually, it was a lovely atmosphere, wasn't it? It was a lovely atmosphere. I was hoping to learn a little bit about rugby. Uh, no, no, it didn't stick. So, you know, rugby's not my game. But but what I do love to see is, I guess, the joy that people get. I mean, obviously, the Tourette's that Kirsten gets was a bit of a surprise to me because, you know, on the day today, she wouldn't. You wouldn't be a swearer, but you shocked me when I stood beside you at <laughs> rugby. I thought, well, what
1: is this? I'm like, oh. <laughs> even, even my family, even my family, because I call my own Rachel, because my partner's Rovers, even though he doesn't participate. My stepdaughter is staunch Rovers. Most of my friends are red and white. And I take I've taken my daughter, my youngest daughter, a few times. I think she just goes for the chanting. She likes the chants, especially especially on Derby Day. She likes the chanting. So I go on my own. I used to go. My dad introduced me to it when I was about oh, 12, uh, maybe a little bit younger. So my dad took me to the boulevard. And if we could go back to the boulevard, Rachel, I would go back in a heartbeat.
2: Really? Well, I wouldn't know because of accessibility. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, <obviously>, yeah,
1: accessibility. <laughs> I'm on about the atmosphere though. Yeah. The atmosphere, I loved, you know, at night or day, the atmosphere was electric at the boulevard. And I loved it. Obviously, for accessibility, the KC is a lot lot better. Um, but so and then I stopped going for a little bit, and you know, life takes over, and I stopped going, still supported, but I stopped going. But I started again going on my own. For so about the last three, four years now,
0: I used to drop her outside the ground and go oh, you know, off. You go
2: then, have fun. Off you go then. Terrible,
0: terrible friend. Wonder, but you know.
1: And so, and for me, it's just that magical eighty minutes. Yeah, you know that you watch and you support, and and that feeling is like no other when you watch.
0: But the people have it. invited you because you sound like a real loner now. <laughs> 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 <It's a bit laughs> of, I, I haven't been invited to stand with other yeah. yeah to I stand st- you know, I I I and, I and I don't take people with me. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm kinda like, you know, I drop her off, I sound like a mean friend. And then you, you go in on your own. But but she has had you have had a variety of different people said, you come stand or may come stand with me. but you find your weekly now. You I been. have,
1: I have, so yeah. So, you know, family members would come, but it just maybe, you know, their job got in the way or whatever. Yeah. So but now I've got to know my little crew on my my row in the west end, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I've kind of progressed from the east end to the through to the west end, from the south stand,
0: so you just you do don't yeah. Rachel, she'd stand anywhere, as long as it's in the grounds. And, uh, I, you know.
2: It's also the friendship, though, as well, because I've it got is. I've got a massive friendship group that, over the 30 years, that we've all just stuck that by that each one? other. Yeah, that is lovely.
0: cursing yeah. has no friends at rugby. No, but, she, but you know she,
1: what? She was younger, <laughs> <I> did, because <laughs> after a couple of years, my dad stopped taking me. And then I took my younger sister, and we did, we had a group of friends. And then, like I said, you know, I stopped going after about 10 years, 15 years, I stopped going, relationships and stuff and, and, and work, so I stopped going and I just lost touch with some people, yeah. so it's, it's just regrouping, isn't it, and, and going again. And
0: you're finding new friends, you are. Yeah, but I think, obviously, the COVID thing's been a bit of a nightmare, but, Rich, she, she did change, you did change, because you, you said, that's it, I've got my ticket now, mm. got my ticket, that's it, and you went out and you bought you bought yourself new fresh shirts and you had all sorts of shirts and everything black and white you went you went to the the shop and everything you were purchasing Absolutely. I didn't <laughs> mean socks everything and I'm like you're really throwing yourself back into this and I think you just made that decision that you took some time out but actually the one little bit of joy in your life just for me it was just for me I needed
1: yeah, yeah I needed to get back there and I needed like I said I still supported the team and I still supported the boys and I still followed them avidly even though maybe I wasn't going to every match I still went to the odd one but yeah wild horses couldn't keep me away now
0: yeah hmm. and that and you you can imagine then for you Rachel because what you've just said about the the friendship groups and and um obviously you know you've had then your diagnosis and you've had to relook at the world and how how you have access within that world. Absolutely,
2: um, yeah. That you know, that, is a, that is a massive part of it. Um, yeah. We we've run coaches to away games for twenty odd years now as well. So uh, it's also not just been the home games; it's been the away games as well, and weekends away, and, and yeah. uh, going go to France and going to Spain, and, and wow,
0: yeah, yeah yeah, I mean, I
2: things, yeah. yeah, one of the things that um one of the first things that I had to. Not go to, not attend, was the Australia game because that was just that was before I was diagnosed. But I was I was quite poorly at the time, and I was actually advised by my GP not to travel because I didn't have a diagnosis. I couldn't get any, I couldn't get insurance, I couldn't get any uh, medical insurance. If I'd had a diagnosis, then I would have been able to get medical insurance. But I was, it was far too much for me to travel for twenty four hours. Mm so yeah. that, you know, that's something that I'd always wanted to do my whole life and suddenly I couldn't do it so that kind of not made me fall out with it but because friends who, who I've, I've been around for with rugby for a lot of years really supported anything I wanted to do really yeah. and appreciate when I couldn't go uh, but it's not it's not always an accessibility issue with me I also have the because one of the big things with MS, which people don't recognize, is fatigue. Uh, yeah. When you've got and, and fatigue's not like have a nap and ten minutes later you'll be fine. It's a it takes over. You it can't be the floor. You can't, mm. you can't talk. You can't. You know, it, it's it, it's just so debilitating. It's fatigue. Mm. So mm. that sort of takes me away from it as well.
0: And that I think that for you is. You know, you can go to bed feeling great, but wake up that next morning and actually be really overwhelmed by that kind of fatigue and, and everything. You, do, you don't know what each day is going to bring. But again, it's so, so powerful, Rachel, that, that you are there and that you are talking about your journey and full respect to you because to kind of get this diagnosis and y- you've just championed I guess that knowledge and that experience of your day to day and, and and try to share that with the world through your blogs and everything. And I think that's what needs to happen. You know, so we, I
1: have a neighbor who also has MS and, you know, we see her sometimes and she, you know, she's up and down the street with her husband and she's only going a few steps and it's, it's just
2: from one day to the next, it can be very different. Hmm. That's the thing. That is a massive part of it is yeah. you cannot tell you, you cannot you don't know when you're gonna be alike and when you're not. I've actually been more or less carried out of the stadium at Wigan two seasons ago because yeah. my legs <laughs> went. <laughs> my legs and, and, just went. I couldn't walk.
0: <laughs> no, but that's it though. I think I think what I'd be asking for then and on, on those occasions, you know, when you go back and you do your ten points for, for the RFL, mm-hmm. such a, I expect to be carried out by the players, <laughs> <laughs> and no less. <laughs> but it, it's those kinds of things. It's like you've went to a game feeling it relatively fine and dandy, and it can it can just come upon you, can't it? Like that. Mm. Which Rachel, can I ask then? So these
1: ten points. I'm sorry to come back to rugby again, but is is this at the KC but all
0: away? This is national.
2: No sh- this is, this is at every national Oh yeah, the the various ground. points at national grounds, yeah, not not wow. just KC. KC's yeah. not KC don't exactly come out smiling either. There's no. a yeah. lot of issues but, at the KC.
0: But Richard, you have also you've you've looked at the kind of wider like if you think about um, how Hull. Hull is a city, is it the most accessible place in the world? probably not no it's not and we've had these discussions before and certainly you know i've had um many a young people who i mean i i worked with one chap and he said for goodness sake he said i don't mean to get mad he said but honest to goodness i'd just like to go out for dinner with my family and i said you know you can see sometimes the restaurants will really try and make accommodations mm. the feel to ask the people that it really matters for when he went into that restaurant he, he, there was no way his chair was going to get underneath that table. Do you know what I mean? Why not have a few razor tables in a restaurant? And it's as simple as that, isn't
1: you know, it? It's as simple as having a razor table so that gentleman can have well just a, did, that restaurant experience with his family. Yeah, just a, do you know lift that table up,
0: Rachel? Just you know. Yeah, uh... but you no, know,
2: you know that, and I know that because we know that that information's out there. Yeah. And If you, if you're setting up a hospitality setting. Then you need to have at least a metre and a half between your tables for a start off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you need to be able to get a wheelchair in and out, unless you have to actually think about it and the frustration yeah. it, it takes as a wheelchair user. Do you know there isn't a between Trinity Marketplace in Hull and Princess Quay, there isn't a disabled toilet?
0: It, it's shameful in today's age that actually there isn't something there because it, 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 there's nothing worse than getting caught short i mean i'm always one of those ones i always leave dot com to go to the lounge if you're having to navigate getting in and out of a chair or you perhaps need you have support needs to be able to kind of maneuver and with your mob, it's a nightmare it's a nightmare it actually puts people off even going out and it, into time it does
2: it does
1: but then people become kind of very close but not of their own no, they're forced
2: It's a you can't go because it's not suitable for you to go. That that this is the the one of the biggest things that I, I noticed when we started to come out of lockdown. As anybody tried to get down Humber Street in a wheelchair, because the last time I tried to get down Humber Street in a wheelchair. There were all those tables on the pavement, and it is a struggle anyway. Exactly, and, and I and that actually was brought up with a council, and I was informed that it was in keeping with the area,
0: which is fine. It's a, it's in keeping with the area, but sometimes, do you know what? A little bit of accommodation could be made. I just think, you know, a little strip. A little, you, I've seen it. I love the ones. You know, sometimes you just see it. Do you on social media? It's like American, you know, Europe cities and stuff Mm -hmm. they'll put like you know they'll they'll literally roll out a pavement to go on a beach and you think oh my goodness you've made that look really easy you've made accessibility look really easy yes you know
2: oh one of my blogger friends sent me a picture that i think it was it it was somewhere
0: was it europe or america or somewhere no
2: it was where where i saw it it was croatia
0: ah i follow a website thing called cheddar on that It has loads of different things that come up, new innovations, different things that are happening, And it's amazing to see some of the things that are being created tech-wise to help accessibility. Yeah, absolutely. I I work with
1: lots of young people, but also my colleagues are quite young and into gaming. And we was looking last week, only last week, looking at how accessible they're making Lego and gaming. Do you know for blind people? So they're putting Braille on Lego. Right. Mm. So, yeah, and on, game, yeah on the, and on the gaming consoles, you know, on the handheld consoles, mm. they're putting Braille and, and doing this, that, and the other because they're wanting to make it more accessible. Yes, they're wanting to sell more, but how fantastic is that? Yeah. But we're moving leaps and forwards, but I think there's a lot of other organizations that really need to look at becoming more accessible. Mm. Mm. You know, there's, there's still miles of work to do, isn't there, Rachel? But I uh, need right. people like you to champion it and to, you know, research it and
0: so to, to companies move forward. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I welcome kind of any company, any any council, uh, any sport, just to sit down and have a coffee with it. Sometimes it's not about, you know, that presentation and bringing it into the boardroom. Sometimes it's just about the common sense, everyday approach. Okay, here's my scenario. I want to go to rugby. These are the issues that I have. Yeah. These are the issues that I have that I think could be best solved by this. Now, if you want me to go away and ask some other fans who are going through, because fans, supporters, See, fan supporters have learned Mm -hmm. something tonight. Mm -hmm. There will be other supporters in that ground as well who will have said similar things. And the thing is, there's nothing worse than not being able to access your passion. That's where you do get mad.
1: And you will get some clubs that will say it's not financially viable or we don't have the money. Well, do you know what? There should be a host of funding. Yeah, find it. There should be spending
0: funding Find the money.
1: For, for clubs to access to be able to put all of that in place. Mm. Because they're missing a whole load of supporters that should be there and should be present and should have their voices heard for their team.
0: What keeps you keeping on in life? What drives you? What drives you? What what gives you a giggle? Just to finish up on a nice note. Yeah, what motivates you and makes you smile, Rachel?
2: my neighbour next door probably she's just do you know she's amazing she just makes me laugh all the time
0: do you want to give her a shout out do you want to mention her name
2: she won't no she won't I don't think she'll listen to this but Pauline the name's Pauline Crane
0: that's so important and I'm really pleased actually do you know that you've you've got a neighbour like that because not everybody does no and and I think given given the lockdown and kind of what we've all been through i mean it is nice to be able to kind of have that somebody across that fence or across that you know garden gate that you feel that you can turn to and have a giggle and and
2: absolutely yeah she just makes me laugh all the time she's so comical but she's um the the other thing that i was going to say uh quickly was i have just written a guest blog post for somebody that it was around well it didn't have to be around COVID and lockdown and all the rest of it, but I've kind of turned it into that because of the positives that have kind of come from lockdown for me.
0: Yeah. And you have to think of the positives. You have to. Because you know what? If you don't, you'll drive yourself absolutely back. Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So, what made you smile? Did the um, results on
0: Sunday make you smile? Oh, yeah,
2: definitely. Oh, God, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, thank you ever so much. Lovely talking to you. I'll
2: um, have to invite you on to man, won't I?
0: Indeed, indeed. You take care. Thank you. Good speaking
2: to you, Rachel. You. Bye. Bye.